Hey, how's it going? Hi, I never eat vegetables. You never eat vegetables, but you're going for the carrots. That's fantastic. <laughs> what made you go for the carrots? What made me go? I need to see better at night. <laughs> <laughs> did you see better at night, did you say? Fantastic. <laughs> what are those carrots? Uh, these are actually golden beetroots. Oh, are they? Look at that. Uh, fresh food? Mm, that's really nice. You can eat the whole thing. Creative Welcome back to part two of a three-part series of the Melbourne Farmers Markets podcast that looks into the budding food hub that is the Farmers Market at the University of Melbourne. That there was just a snippet of customer stallholder banter that Sim from Spoken's Bay carries in his daily pursuit to bring fresh veg from the urban even further into the urban to the Melbourne farmers' market. Today, we'll be hearing all about this new upstart, Sim, once PE wannabe teacher come renegade urban farmer, whilst also getting a little tour of some of Melbourne Uni's best-kept secrets. But first, let's get back to Sim. So what puts you into farming make this, for, in a way, for a lot of people feel like it's almost a renegade garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or renegade farm life. Totally. Uh, what pushed me into it? Yeah. Um, I think a desire to sort of see a bit of change in how we eat food and then um, also some of the bigger environmental problems that we've got. Um, so I guess as a response to climate change, I was sort of driven to how do I create a different story for how we eat food and then also challenge carbon into a better story so I guess food is really attractive to a lot of people, people are engaged and want to get involved with it and then the idea of doing that close to the city um, is also sort of a strange unique idea so selling the story of uh, urban farming along with fresh produce that's organic and and sort of trying to do it in a biologically intensive way rather than so much uh, machinery let's say Um, uh, yeah it's a uh, different way of sort of taking the climate change conversation in an everyday sense that we have all have to eat and uh, have, have food at the table as well as a conversation. And had you had your thumb in the earth before this or? No, so I studied uh, studying outdoor education and, um, and sport and, and, and teaching and uh, then I was sort of like, ah, oh. I started a compost, thought it was fascinating and then I was like, oh, I'll try my hand at being a farmer. No, I, uh, I spent two months volunteering on a farm and um, one summer and that was that was just fantastic and decided yeah for the career change are you here for the workshop my name is Sophie so what a lot of people might not know is that underneath well not underneath the that's next to me there is this enormous food waste digester so behind the skin but basically all of the uh, tenancies in Union House so they all of their food waste they put into these buckets and they come in here they empty it into these bins and then there is a bin lifter just there that lifts it all up and drops it into the digester so in the digester it breaks it down through a process of dehydration and mixed with some other anaerobic materials that really um, basically dry out all the food and then it'll come out reduces the sort of volume of it by about 90 percent um, and it'll come out looking a bit like basically dirt or dust and they pour it into these bins and then it's taken away by closed loop organics themselves um, at the moment it's not used back on the melbourne uni gardens but then it's used on other gardens and for other composting processes 
So it's a really great way to really reduce the amount of food waste that you're heading into landfill because, I mean, as we know, it's one of the biggest contributors to landfill in Australia. Um, this machine has been here for about three, four years. But yeah, so have any of you ever seen a digester like this before? I think you know it's here. Yeah, no, it's one of those things that not many people know it's here. So Melbourne Uni do a lot of um, interesting sustainability initiatives or food waste reduction initiatives, but not really well communicated about it. So hence why we're starting off this Love Food Hate Waste workshops with this sort of simple tour just to give you a better idea. Thanks to Sophie, we now have a better idea about some of the sustainable practices Melbourne Uni has in place. Cameron, on the other hand, has a few ideas up his sleeve as to where to next for the Melbourne Uni. He intercepted me on the tour as we walk from the digester towards the community garden. Separate bins and such where people can put their organic waste into that can just feed into a digester yeah. instead of having to make it a landfill all the time. Mm. It'd be huge, wouldn't it? It'd, It'd be, be big really scale. good. It's excellent. It's a, and you know, the fact is, is that you know you. You know, you still have waste, but I mean, it's actually, you're recycling it back into, you know, like the gardens and compost and, you know. Yeah, because isn't there a big stat if food lands in landfill that exactly. you end it just up... Sta- it just stays there. It, just... it actually creates a lot more methane. Exactly. And... So you got any commerce ideas for... How, how to make it a viable option. I've, I've seen, I've seen, you know, I, I understand that's a small scale at the moment, but I mean, like, you know, there's more interest, you know, to probably invest in a larger digester. And I've seen, you know, in certain countries that they've got, like, separate bins for, like, organic waste. So, you know, maybe that there is initiatives like that going on in other places. Why can't we do it here? Mm. Particularly, I mean, not saying putting it in all, um, in all our um, buildings, but I mean, particularly Union House, which has the largest number of food shops in a single location. I mean, it's, it's, maybe it's just a good small step. story in terms of I've got a backyard, front yard, and then another plot that I'm developing just in residential blocks. And so I'm growing as much food as I can in really tight spaces. Um, I use organic principles, so I try and grow food without chemicals. Um, There's a big sort of like, there's so many different ways to grow food. Um, And so I try and focus on biologically intensive methods. So using compost and using natural sort of methods to grow food rather than so much of a tractor and tilling the soil up, so sort of blitzing it and getting rid of some of the microbial life. Um, And then also organic inputs. So things like uh, organic chicken manure and compost to stimulate some of that so that the food essentially grows uh, drawing from those nutrients rather than chemical synthetic fertilizers and those sorts of stuff. Uh, I also try and prioritize, I guess, 
uh, fresh food, so trying to harvest as close to the date as to when someone would purchase. So a lot of this food was harvested yesterday, and uh, I guess if you go to the shops, typically that food will have gone through, even if it's coming from something like Queensland or the further away, I guess it comes. You know, that's got to be trucked or shipped or, um, yeah, trying to grow food locally so that it can get to people as soon as possible. Things like nutrients also, like, food essentially is, as soon as you pick it, it's really deteriorating. So things like vitamin C and oranges disappears mostly after 48 hours. So same for different crops, I'm not sure what the statistics are, but essentially, you know, the fresher your food is, the better it's gonna be for you. So trying to find food at farmer's markets or places like here is great because typically the farmer, you could ask, ask farmers, when, when did you harvest this? Or when were the apples picked? So they're new season apples, but if you went to the supermarket, those apples might have been stored for up to a year, um, which is, that's really impressive, but I don't really want to eat a year old apple. Sim, the renegade farmer plotting out patches of urban real estate with fresh veg. I hope you enjoyed the snippet of the tour with Sophie from the Fair Food Challenge, as you got to hear the inside of Melbourne Uni's stomach, the digester, and Cameron's future plans for it, and the campus, and who knows, maybe he's onto something Melbourne could adopt. Well, that's all for part two of this three-part MFM podcast series. We look forward to having your ears next time when we hear from more passionate people tackling the food waste problem head on. You can catch the Farmer's Market at the University of Melbourne from 10.30am till 2.30pm every Wednesday during semester. But to find your local Farmer's Market, head to mfm.com.au and follow their socials to stay up to date with their latest. This series is produced by the Melbourne Farmer's Markets and Per Production, a bespoke podcast production house. The series would not be possible without the support from the Love Food Hate Waste and a grant that they receive from Sustainability Victoria and the University of Melbourne. A big thank you to Sean Kennehan for his truly thorough sound design, to Kip Hamilton for a blind belief and fine editing skills. I've been your host, Patrick Beggs. Until next time.